Welcome to the show. This is TJ. Hi, it's Michael. Michael, are you a power bottom? I like to be tied up. I like to be handcuffed. <laughs> You're an idiot. Let's go to a commercial, Michael. They're not commercials. <laughs> Michael. Welcome to Quirinstein Bears, the podcast. I just don't like her. Your hosts, CJ and Michael Burlow. Wait, why can't I say that? It's a lot bigger in person. Stop it. Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Screaming. By searching The Quirinstein Bears, the podcast. You really don't understand. <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> and now, here are your hosts, CJ and Michael. Greetings from beautiful Los Angeles. What up, faggots? You can't call them that. I can call them whatever I want. That's nasty. This is our fucking podcast. That's very fair. Be nice to the people. I am nice to the people. Uh, I'm allowed to. I, it's like a roller coaster. You start off mean, you get a little nicer, a little nicer, then you hit the plateau of niceness, and then it's just downhill from there. I must still be going uphill then. <laughs> That's how I feel. You're an idiot. <laughs> just kidding. Love you. Yeah, uh-huh. I'm sure. Michael, it well, is Tuesday. It is? We are in beautiful, sunny Los Angeles, California I know still. You can hear, you can hear the uh, drag racing outside the window here. R- 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 RuPaul's drag race. I was sitting on the pad last night after y'all went to bed uh-huh. and so i'm sitting there like having a drink and, and a cigarette Shocker. and wait whoa 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 rewind would you have a drink and what else i had a marble menthol 100 oh you had a fag i had a little fag a yes little fag. what the hell was that i don't i don't really know um <laughs> But yeah, so uh, sitting on the patio, having a nice little, or the lanai, having a nice little... It's a balcony a overlooking balcony, downtown yeah. LA. Yeah, poor me. I'm on my beautiful balcony overlooking the beautiful Orpheum Theater in downtown Los Angeles. And whatever, so I go outside to sit down whenever, and all of a sudden I start hearing this like banging, banging trap music. Like the loudest music I've ever heard coming from a car. Uh-huh. And I'm like, A, I didn't know I was in the box seats. B, <laughs> B, I wasn't aware. Like, I want to know how loud the music was in the car that were 20-something floors above the street level. And I could hear every word that uh, fucking Cardi B was saying. Because they were playing up. And I was like, girl, these are these are the cheap seats I'm in. I can still hear it. Wow, nice to see that they're filming the new episode of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood downstairs. They're actually filming <laughs> something across the street. And I like asked four different people when I walked to Ralph's yesterday. And uh, they were like, we can't tell you. And I was like, oh, so it must be the drag race finale. So now that people know exactly <laughs> what building we're staying by knowing it's around the corner from a Ralph's and over there are Ralph's. <laughs> okay, there are Ralph's everywhere in Los Angeles. There are four other hotels on this block. The beauty of it is it's not even a hotel. So good luck, fuckers! Yeah, yeah good luck. They're running as a house. Well, in a yes, it's a house. We are 20 stories above everybody in a house, Michael. I mean, it's bigger than my apartment, so. That is completely true. That is very true. There's more bathrooms in this in this building than there is in my apartment. <laughs> well, in this room. Ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know who I am from this magical voice, Voice. I am CJ, and you probably know me from being married to Ginger Minge. Or OnlyFans. Or OnlyFans. But sure. Only hams. Only hams. Or only plans. All he does is lay in bed and eat honey-baked hams. Yep, smather the honey all over me. That would take a lot of it's cleaning. It's a sticky situation. It would take a lot of cleaning to get that up. It wouldn't come off. My hair would rip out before it came out. <laughs> no, ma'am. I'd be a hairy ham. Who are you? That's how you get all the boys, isn't it? Yeah, you want to come touch my honey-baked ham? Lovely. And I am Michael, and I am not a honey-baked ham, even though I look like one. He's a rotisserie chicken. Honey bad. Fucking lemon pepper. Gross. Ah. You know, some guys use like cologne or body spray. I use Sawzon lemon pepper on my crotch. You know, <laughs> 
I had to spice things up with that spicy lube in the bedroom. Then they for, then you forget they gave you head and they're just like, oh, I can't taste the tongue. Well, I told you my my little crust secret. Yeah, we talked about it. Yeah, we talked about it when I, when guys eat me out. I put a little just a little, little dot of mint on your ass. Also, when they eat your ass, it tastes like mint. Yeah, just what I want a chocolate covered mint. <laughs> nice, refreshing. It's like an Andes. Michael, how's your week been? Uh, you know, since we've been in LA for the whole week. Well, you know how my week's been because we've been together. But I, I will know, tell but I will people tell, listening. Don't. I will tell the listeners. Um, it's been great. Um, so I've been to LA like seven or eight. Pre- time previous to this so it's like I wasn't like let's, I didn't want to do like the generic like touristy stuff like I didn't want to go see the Walk of Fame I didn't want to go to the Wax Museum I didn't want to go to like all that stuff because I've done it I did it 15 years ago when I was a kid. Yeah. Um. So I got, like, did like weird like random like touristy things that I've never done before. So we like went and saw the Brady Bunch house. We saw Golden Girls house which is now hidden behind a fence which pissed me off because I've always wanted to see it in real life because it used to be in Hollywood Studios in Florida and they demolished it. Well it started here. So it started it started at a real location in Hollywood and then they built a replica at Disney in Hollywood Studios so they could film the, the exterior shots. Yeah. So whatever. So then they built it but they demolished it a few years ago so I haven't seen it in years and years. I was like oh I want to see the real one. So we went to the Brady Bunch house first and then we get in the fucking the car service and then we drive our car service is just ginger's best friend jen car service you're an idiot i wanted to make it sound way more fancy don't so we get in the car service we get in our uber x and we head on over to the golden girls house we drive by fucking fenced in someone bought it what like six months ago yeah they bought it for like four million dollars because ginger has driven by it It was weird i was talking with ginger on the way there and she's driven by it like three or four times to get photos of it for her so if you've ever seen the golden gals live in orlando you know that in one of the episodes they are talking in the nighttime and you know we do these transitions where we play the segue music and all this kind of stuff and then the image pops up on the screen and we didn't we couldn't find a nighttime HD shot of the Golden Gals house so while Ginger was here recording something uh, last year well not last year the year before 2019 she took a photo she went all the way down to Studio City at night and just took a photo for me so I could use it and it wasn't fenced off it was like they put this like high tech gate in to surround their family and mind you it's like a privacy fence you literally cannot see the house yeah. you can only see the kitchen windows and that's how i noticed it but and mind you the people who bought the golden girls house are not anybody right they're like nobody they're famous. just a thing they're a family they're just a regular family with four million dollars to buy a house with. i'm sorry though but if you buy like a famous tv house don't be fucking bitchy and pissy when people come and see it well it's like we found out that the people who bought the american horror stories house didn't realize that it was on the show well did you so we went to the american horror story house too and did you notice that like it was clearly apparent that nobody lives in there anymore no there was if you were looking, no, the whole house was fenced off, and it, like if you were look if you looked at it carefully enough, Michael, there was like lamps and shit still in the window, and it looked lived in. Oh, like, did people, it? Yeah, like like I was talking to Ginger because me and Ginger stayed in the car while um, Michael and Gidget Galore went out to go take photos and stuff, and I was like, "There's stuff in the window. Does people live in this house, or is it like one of those houses that they do the external and internal shots in the same house, so it kind of matches?" Like I do know the they outlet? do, they, but they do internal shots in that house. They did when it was yeah, on season, but it's usually just walking into the front door and then they usually cut and then like the bedrooms and stuff like that are soundstaged but no this was like the second story had like stuff in the window and like it looked lived in but I guess it's just fenced off so people don't actually go up to the door and stuff because people actually live in that house which makes sense it, but it looked pretty cool because it was like you can tell that it's the house is way bigger in real life than it is on a TV show because the TV show only shot it from like this one half to the other half which yeah. is like how I framed my photos that I took in front of it but like there was like extra like there was a whole extra wing on the right side and a whole extra like garage area on the right hand side. I'm a super huge American Horror Story fan and Murder House is like my second favorite. 
so I was like super excited to go see it. And then, oh, we also got to see the Cecil Hotel, which was pretty neat because that's a hotel that from American Horror Story Hotel with my girl, Lady Jaja. And I'm still pissed off that I haven't gotten in and out yet. That's... Get over it. It's disgusting. No, it's good. Stop it. You you know that it's delicious. And just because your husband doesn't like it doesn't mean you have no. to play the ruse that you okay. don't like it either. First of all, I would much rather go to like a fat burger or... I haven't had fat burger yet and y'all keep talking about or this Or something shit. like that because my whole thing with In-N-Out is that it is just... It's kind of... Okay. So In-N-Out... It's delicious. Is like the Sonic Syndrome. I know exactly what you mean. Where people are like, Sonic is so good. It's so delicious. You need to eat Sonic. Oh my God, Sonic is so good. They do this thing where you drive up and it's like old bellhops and you really have to do it. And then you're just like, it's fucking Nathan's. Like, it's not that good. It's not that impressive. I've never had Nathan's. It's overpriced hot dogs and really terrible burgers. But because it's conceptual, it's this whole fucking thing. It's like when Chick-fil-A goes, when Chick-fil-A went to Buffalo, there was a fucking 14 hour wait for chicken sandwiches. Yeah, it's like when Sonic goes, opened up on Long Island right before I moved to New uh, to Florida, it was a 10-hour line to go eat at a fucking fast food but place. But In-N-Out's not like that, though. I've never gone into In-N-Out waited more than 20 minutes. Why would you go anywhere for a fast food restaurant and wait longer than 30 seconds? I mean, that's fair, but I've waited longer than 30 seconds at a McDonald's before. Yes, but it's not 20 minutes at a McDonald's. I also for... went to the one... Uh, the last time I went to an In-N-Out was on the Vegas Strip at, like, 2 o'clock in the morning when nothing else was open. Yes, and all the so, drunks like, were leaving right. the, the casinos in the bars. I was wasted and just won $500 and I was like, I want an animal style burger and a yeah. Neapolitan shake. Like, I don't, if, if somebody can change my mind on In-N-Out, good for you, but as of right now, it stands to be the most disgusting fast food I've probably ever eaten. I want to thank everybody for listening to the Queer and Steen Bears. Uh, join us next week when Chris will have a new co-host. I'll just do it solo. Okay. <laughs> my board, my, I'm just kidding. <laughs> if you guys can see Michael's face. His mouth's open as usual. Yeah, usually. <laughs> anyway, but so. But he's at least sitting in a chair this time and had on his knees, so it's a different point of view for him. So how was your week? So yeah, this week we have been working on a project that will be coming out sometime in the spring and the fall with Miss Jiggly Caliente, and we are super excited about it. So I've been really kind of focusing on that this whole week. This week also, Ginger is going to be doing some uh, new music, which Ooh. I'm so excited about. Uh, if you have been following the saga of what was known as Clown Fucker, it is now called Gummy Bear, if you aren't aware. Um, and we are still working on that conceptual album. I had no idea. I haven't heard any of the music. Right? But we're still working on that album. Hopefully, we'll have it out this year. I'm almost 100% sure it'll be out this year. There's nothing else to do on this album. <laughs> All the music is fucking recorded. It's 98% mastered. They're doing the last song today, aren't they? Yeah, they're, they're doing the last two songs today. There's two more songs that we're adding to it. We're really, really excited about that. Then, on top of finishing those two songs, more is coming out this year, which we're so excited about. It's going to be a lot of fun. So we've been working on all that kind of It's going to be like Miley Cyrus and Hannah Montana when Hannah Montana had an album and Miley had an album. It, like They were released at like different uh, times, yeah. different points in the year. One was like, meet Hannah Montana. And the other one was like, meet Miley Cyrus. It was super cute. I can't. So it's going to be like, meet Joshua, meet Ginger. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to um, go to the next creative meeting and tell them that. Please. So some awesome stuff coming out this year for Ginger. Um, and really, for me, me, I mean, that's the ginger update of my portion because you know I have to update everybody. There's an, uh, when, I, when I work on these podcast outlines, I'm like, I was like, okay, so there's going to be a CJ life update and there's also going to be a ginger life update. Well, like, I feel like... We should just give her a mic. Uh, we should, but I feel like ginger is very kind of hush-hush on these things. Like, she's not busy enough. Like, yeah, Like, we need exactly. to give her a microphone to, to so, do other stuff. 
so I just like to keep people updated on the cool stuff that we're doing. This way they stay interested and they like want to keep like going, oh, what's what's Ginger doing? Well, this is what she's Well, it's doing. been how many years since she's been on TV? Or yeah. since it's been on Drag Race? People exactly. are still interested. So yeah. we don't have to worry about them not being interested. But... Well, no. But like they're always like, oh, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? And stuff like that. Nothing. So. And then for the CJ Life update, I don't have one. You're welcome. Perfect. <laughs> you know, he, on the, he has blue hair. I have blue hair now. I mean, you've probably seen the photos. I look like fucking Sonic the Hedgehog's little gay brother. It's like a Smurfs hat on his head. <laughs> Fuck off. It's pretty. It's mermaid. It's green and blue. It's blue waffle hair. But the Where s- is there green in it? I'm staring across the table from you and it's blue, in, says. In the light, there's like specks of green that you can see and stuff. It's pretty. It, when it's done and... I have seen it done. I know. It's, yeah, it's, 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 on the way to LA, I didn't even tell Michael this. On the way to LA, I was approached to do a modeling gig while we were here. Really? For which porn company? Uh, it wasn't for porn. It was for a new fashion line that Ooh. this person is coming out with. Uh, my friend Jonathan is good friends with this person and he was like hey they're looking for like different body types they saw your photos and they really wanted you to come out and do it unfortunately i will be busy doing another project the day that they needed me to come in and do it so unfortunately i won't be able to do this gig what other project? i'll tell you after so unfortunately i won't be able to do the model gig which is fine i mean it is what it is there'll be plenty of, uh, so adventures. difficult to be a male model i know right it's so difficult to be in demand michael you know i was chatting to one of the many people who listen to this podcast one of the dozens one of the tens and they were like you know Michael, I saw your review that somebody left on uh, iTunes. I don't want to dignify that with a response. Oh, I'm going to. Um, And you know, if you have ever listened to our podcast on Apple Music or Apple Podcasts, you can go into Apple Podcasts. You can leave a review. Please do so. You can leave a five-star rating. You will leave a five-star rating. You can only leave a five-star rating. You can only leave a five-star rating Um, on Apple Podcasts. And there's one comment on there. And the comment was, there are too many commercials. There's not enough people talking. There are better podcasts out there. Sorry. One star. That was the review. You. Fuck you, whoever wrote that. Everybody is entitled to opinion. Unfortunately, their opinion is wrong. We, we hate to, them. If your concern is there's too many commercials and not enough of us talking, then you're not listening to the podcast enough. You're not listening to what we actually have to say. That's correct. Because what we are saying is smart. What we are saying is something that is impactful to the community that we are a part of. And if you think the commercials are too much, then you don't actually understand what we are trying to accomplish. We are not a typical podcast. We are a full experience from the beginning to the end of this podcast. Go find a podcast that is literally two homosexuals that just want to sit there and fucking screech about uh, unprotected sex screech about drag race screech about the brunch they went to on sunday because you're not going to find that listening to both of us no absolutely and you may have heard that in my previous podcast however but it's not that anymore going to the person that i was talking to about the podcast they were like you know i you guys were really was really, it luke it was luke hi luke hi luke because he talked to me too yeah so. luke was luke mcavoy is one of the sweetest people I've he's ever so met. sweet uh he is what i like to call a pocket gay he is like he's so cute he is cute he's adorable i love him but luke was telling me he was like you know guys and that's not his accent because he's irish right he's irish Catch me lucky charms. He told us we have to come to Ireland. Yes, I was like, yes, we do. If we come to Ireland, Luke, we're going to do an episode of the Quarantine Bears right on the rolling hills of Ireland. You could be our guest. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, only if you do a jig. Only if he does the jig. Is that a thing that they do in Ireland? I don't know. Do they like Irish step dance or something? Uh, yes. And he was like, you guys did a great episode. I love listening to the episodes. I miss the commercial. That's what he told me too. Because I asked him, because I know that he listens to it like right when it comes out. Yeah. It's like, a, hey girl, like, can I ask you just like a question? Like, I just want feedback on what you thought about the episode. Uh-huh. Because I know that you listen to them every week, and I was like, I just want like a 
calibration point because this person said this, I want to see what you say, and then kind of, we can kind of find our like niche in the middle somewhere yeah. between those two opinions. So this episode is going to be kind of like a mix between what you were hearing in the first few episodes with a bunch of commercials and then what you heard in the last episode. Where I'll make it worth everybody's One while. commercial break. If you could do the Queer and Steen Bears a huge favor, go on to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star review. If you don't and you have constructive criticism, which is always... I am always willing to hear constructive criticism. I'm always willing to hear what you think I can do better, what you think we can improve on, or what you think as a collective unit you would like to hear us talk about, or anything that you think would be great and would be dynamic on this show. Don't be afraid. Reach out. Message us. Message me personally. Message CJ personally. Message the podcast accounts. Tell us what you want to hear. This is your experience as well as our experience, so we want it to be a collective unit and a collective group experience. So let us know what you think, and we will make it better and more beautiful for you. Michael, guess what? What? Commercial You've been dying to say that because we didn't say that. We didn't say commercial break only but once last episode. I know. It's been a whole week and it feels so good to get that off my chest. Life hack. um, When you go to a restaurant and the waiter's like, oh, how do you want your steak done? Tell them to list the options so that you can finally have somebody say to you, well done. You okay? I'm fine. My friend told me that every time you get drunk, it takes two days off of your life. If I die young... Bury me in satin. If you are a medium or you can speak to spirits, please answer my question. When I'm masturbating, do the spirits know to leave my bedroom and give me privacy? Or are they just like standing in a corner talking shit about me while I'm knuckles deep in my... You're listening. We're in Scene Bears, the podcast. There hasn't been any big gay news in the last, like, two or three weeks, and all of a sudden, all this shit happened in seven days. Yeah, and so this week, we're going to bring back my favorite segment. Time, weather, and... Always The world, according to the gays. So it's time to get a little bit tipsy. Hey, kiddos, it's me, Caitlin. So everybody who's excited, Caitlin Jenner is exploring a run for California governor. Vote for me! <laughs> So the weirdest news that I've got messaged, I was at, we were at Universal Studios Hollywood the other day at City Walk grabbing lunch and an old, old, old friend of mine, like I've been friends with her. Caitlin? For, Is no. it Caitlyn? Yeah, my old you? friend Caitlyn Jenner texted me. No, my an old friend of mine that I've been friends with for probably 20 some years now at this point, I've known her for years, messages me and goes, oh my God, what do you think about this? Because everybody knows that I'm obsessed with the Jenners. Obsessed, obsessed with the Kardashians and the Jenners. So fresh off her stint as the Phoenix on the Masked Singer, Miss Jenner is looking to take on her next challenge. Get this, so Axis is reporting that someone with direct knowledge like several sources of the situation that Caitlyn Jenner is looking to challenge the incumbent Gavin Newsom as his seat is up for re-election and it's crazy because Caitlyn has been a like a vocal supporter of President Trump in the past so they're expecting that Caitlyn Jenner an openly trans woman is going to oppose an openly democratic governor as a, like a Republican candidate which is crazy because stereotypically and historically the Republican party is anti-trans she won't run as a Republican so the person that she is consulting with her is a LGBT LGBTQIA plus Republican advisor. So there's like this weird subset of Republicans that doesn't oppose LGBTQIA issues. Yeah, gays for Trump. It's essentially, for lack of a better term, gays for Trump. One of their advisors is advising her. Yeah, but that doesn't mean she, anything. They've declined to comment. Both both the spokesperson for Jenner and uh, I believe her last name is Warren. It's not Elizabeth Warren. I have declined to comment. That's who she's being advised by. But I think like her being a smart business person, which she is, I don't think she would sit there and go, I'm going to run as a Republican because she 
she knows she won't go anywhere as a Republican. Since they do not necessarily support the LGBT community, I don't think she would run as a Republican. Speaking of disgusting Republicans. Arkansas is just a fucking mole on the ass and tit of America right now. It's kind of funny that Arkansas, out of every state, was the first one to ban gender-confirming surgery for anybody under the age of 18. Yeah, it's crazy to me that... I mean, you don't really ever hear about them unless they're doing something like hateful or something like super anti, something super anti specific segments of the community. So that's always surprising. Like Southern states like that, you never really hear anything from them unless they're like burning down inner city villages or hating the gays. Like that, like that is the only time you ever hear about them. When's the last time you heard positive news come out of Arkansas? Well, that's not where I was going with, uh, you know, Arkansas being the first state to to ban that kind of stuff. You know, the reason I say that it's, it's weird that they are the first state to do it is because, you know, Hillary Clinton was the first lady of Arkansas for a very long time. I understand that, Bill, but it was a big deal because Bill was one of the first Democrats in forever to win Arkansas. Yeah, but... And he only won it once because they didn't hate, they hate, don't hate what he did, so... <laughs> yeah, but still, like, you would think as some, like, a, a, a state that is so very much like, yes, I get they're Republican and they're red and all this other stuff, but a state that is so true to like Bill and Hillary to be the first ones to be like, oh, you're under the age of 18. You can't confirm your own gender. So when the governor did get the bill across their desk, they did veto it. However, the Republican-led Senate filed course as well as the House, and they both overrode it. Even with parental consent, you still can't get the get the treatment options. So like you can't access, like as a as a tr- like a young trans individual, you can't access puberty blockers that you are used to on like to prevent the onset of puberty. You you also don't have access to cross hormone therapy, you know, which is basically like kind of like to skip a scientific explanation, basically redistributes fat throughout your body and prevents body hair from growing. Essentially, that's like the very like abridged me having a biochem degree version of it. It just it's scary that even if you have a supportive group around you and supportive family that understands your experience as a trans youth that you still don't have access to these treatment options to, you know, kind of realign your life with how you view yourself. And then in Virginia this week, you know, they banned the gay trans panic defense when it comes to murdering people. If you don't know what the trans uh, and gay panic defense is, it's the, oh my God, they were gay and they were hitting on me. I killed them because I didn't feel safe. In essence, that is exactly what happened. So one of the biggest cases that uses defense was in 1998 and was the Matthew Shepard case. If you are unaware of what happened with Matthew Shepard is he was lured into a gay bar um these these men basically tricked him into coming out and then tied him to a fence pole and left him for dead after beating him um he was discovered about three or four days later uh tied to a fence uh completely dripping in blood and 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 unfortunately passed away in 1998 and kind of what sparked the whole movement uh the matthew shepherd case really kind of catapulted the fight for equal and uh fair rights for the lgbt plus community so yeah you know the matthew shepherd case is kind of what triggered the the law to come into effect of not using it as a defense do you know what time it is michael what time is it it's time to talk about that fucking tv show that will not end now it's off to the races michael we're almost done. We are almost done. Thank you. We're almost done. Um, we are on the last three episodes of RuPaul's Drag Race. Ever. Of season 13. <laughs> and I have to give it up. They did RuPaul's song, Lucky. Which I never heard before, so apparently it's an unreleased track. It was an unreleased track um, that I think she specifically did for the, the season 13 girls, which was great. I, it's probably one of my favorite Drag Race songs that really? they've done. Yeah, next to Kitty Girl, I think it's, it's one of... Like, out of all of the songs that they had done for a finale, I think it's it's a catchy one. I didn't like it one bit. 
Oh, see, I loved it. I, I don't thought, like it at all. I think it was one of the, the more catchy ones that she's done. Candy um, Muse sounds off. That, their verses were terrible. Rose had the most memorable one. She got the winner's verse, but she ain't going to damn show. No, she definitely did get the the we're gonna take care of you verse. The RuPaul gave her the RuPaul gave her the thanks for trying yeah. speech. Yeah. Um but it was really well done. And then they came out and did their their in essence their best drag look. Can we talk their about signature this? drag look? I guess if you will. Can we talk about this though? Because like we can. Who's best? I mean, that's why we have a podcast, right? Exactly. Whose best drag is this? Because I've seen them all wear better things on the show. See, I like Simone. Simone's was really cute. Simone's was very much her. Yeah. Rose was very much her. Yeah. Candy, what the fuck? Candy looked like she was going to a rave as a mom. Yeah, and then God bless got me. Was it cow? It was a cow, but I guess she was trying to show that, like, this is my signature look, but I'm also going to be kind of hip and cool and show, like, my skin tone. It was, I didn't like This it. is the first time that I've seen Gottmik wear something that I don't like. Yes. This is the first time you ever heard me say that, because I am, like, a Gottmik. I have a crush on Gottmik. I'm a Gottmik fan. I am a stand for life mama, but, girl. It was a miss. It was I a was miss. Not, I was not a fan of it. And then right at the end of it, Rue was like, I'm going to call everybody's name. And of course, Rue waited till the last minute to announce Simone. So we're going into the reunion next week with all four of them as potential winners. I know. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm, I didn't expect them, all not four of them to go in. Like I wasn't expecting. Oh, everyone be... knew going in, it was going to be the top four. Right. And then it, that had been the rumor all along that it was the four of them in the finale. Thanks to Reddit. And then of course we're in LA and they just filmed the finale, like literally two down, blocks away. downstairs, right yeah, downstairs. Like, literally two blocks away. Yeah. And everybody kept asking us if we were going. We did not go. They literally had Rue, the producers, the top four. And, and Miss Congeniality. Yeah. Heidi and Closet was there. And that was yeah. about it. Actually, we did go, and we saw Mick win. Congratulations. Congratulations, Mick. <laughs> Just kidding. We didn't go to the finale. No, we didn't. But no, um, we got our Tic Tac lunch. We got you know our stereotypical like final episode drama. Um, I just love how they're dragging it out and putting another reunion in. Oh, you know, they needed to fill time. So I thought they did the reunions at the finale now, though. No. Last year, they did a reunion. It was like a weird sleepover thing, though. I just thought, assumed they did that because of COVID. No, nope, they've done... A re- Last year was the only time they really did it via FaceTime. I mean, this time we see it via Zoom as well, except... I mean, no, we see it in over Zoom. It's all done through Zoom, It's yeah. all through Zoom. So it'd be interesting what they do with the finale, seeing as that it was just the top four at the theater. Right. Um. So we'll, it'll be very interesting. I'm excited. I'm ready to see my girl got Mick win. She's going to say the competition. Do you still stay? Who, who you, who's your pick? Who you, what do you think? I'm going to go with Simone still. You still think Simone? Yeah, I think it's still Simone. Um, simply because like during that TikTok launch, they very made it. They, they made it very, very like, we're going to put a nice bow on this story to have her win. Yeah, but we thought that about Bimini and look where that got us with that. Yes, but the difference between Bimini and Simone was like Bimini had seven months to kind of fix everything that was wrong when Simone went through the competition just like strong as hell. Right. With the exception of like the two little mishaps she had, she still went through an entire season strong and didn't have seven months to go, okay, I saw what all the other girls bought. Now I'm going to step my puss up. No, you're right. I don't know. I just, there's something about Mick that I love Simone. Simone and Mick are my top two. There's just something about Mick when she steps on that stage and on that runway that I can't take my eyes off of her. You just like Mick because they use words like gorge and No, because I like Mick Mick before they did that. Hey, gorge. Yeah, I love it. Mick, I love you, but I'm good. Oh, be nice. 
I'm being nice. That's your friend. I'm just being honest. Like that's fair. You are that. You are that very honest. Tom what, like, this kind of friend. I understand where everything comes from, and and it's not out of a place of hate or or anything like that. I think Mick is extremely talented. I just don't think Drag Race is going to crown Mick simply because what Mick brought to the competition was the same thing week in and week out. There was no evolution to Mick as a as a character. She was or already perfect. Please. You, so was Bianca, and we saw. Bianca sailed through the competition and was a very clear winner from the beginning. And it didn't, you didn't see anything with Bianca. And at the end of the day, I love Bianca. She was boring on season six. Oh, I don't think so. She was great when it came to a talking head and a narrative. But in the reality, Bianca was, there was no, there was no ebb and flow with Bianca. It was always at the high point. There right. Was they no, never showed her bad ones. There was no drama. But that's on them though. Like that's on them for the way they edited it. No, but there was no drama to Bianca. You knew going into everything she did, she was going to be in the top or she was going to win. There was right. no like, Oh, will we see Bianca Fluster? No. We didn't think Mick was we didn't we didn't expect Mick to win every week. No, but at least with Mick, there was a chance to show that kind of thing. There was a, a chance to show a weakness at something. There was a chance to do this. But the chance that they had to show Mick as weak Marvel, at some point, right. they didn't. And she sailed through the roast. Yeah. So I don't think they wanted to give her that edit. Yeah. Though. Well, unfortunately, it makes it show that she doesn't need to win because right. she's perfect. You know I still say I still say Mick for the win and then Simone for a potential all-star season. That's what I'm saying. I'm gonna go the opposite with it. I think Simone's going to win with Mick getting an all-star season. All right, well, we want to hear from you, our lovely fans. Let us know on the socials, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, Queerenstein Bears Podcast, what you think, who's going to win, and why your hashtag team, whoever you are, hashtag team. Got Mick. What do you have to say to your two-year-old self? Hi, Cade. That's your name now. Get into it. There's one side of you that just loves laughing and life, and then there's another side that just feels... Like you just don't fit in and you just need to realize that you have to live your truth. And the second you trust that you know who you are, your whole life is gonna change. Those years of being uncomfortable in your own skin is gonna make you grow an even thicker skin. And you're gonna be able to look in the mirror and say, I love you. And you're gonna take over the world. Candy Muse, <laughs> what advice do you have for your three-year-old self? People are not going to get you. People are going to try to physically hurt you, mentally harm you. There isn't a come a time in your life where you're going to have to choose if you're going to want to live your life to the fullest or end up in jail. but you're gonna grow so strong from it. And you don't have to put the blame on yourself for everything that you can't change. And you're a bitch, you've always been <laughs> Jose, what advice do you have for your two-year-old self? You are so severely blessed by a love that your parents will teach you throughout your life. A lot of kids don't get that. And one day, you're gonna find something called drag. And you will finally begin to really understand yourself. And then, it is your job to teach others that love. And uh, you gotta take that bow tie off because there's uh, four bitches that are gonna read you for looking too perfect. Uh, <laughs> put it in the hair, yeah. <laughs> Simone, <laughs> what advice do you have for your three-year-old self? 
Reggie. You're gonna grow up and you're gonna believe all the things that people say about you. That there is something wrong with you. That you can't be black and gay. That you can't be feminine and be successful. But you're gonna hate yourself. Please don't make the mistake I did. Love yourself. And then you're gonna go and live your dream one day and meet somebody who inspired you. And she's gonna call you a star. And you're gonna do, to do everything they said that you couldn't do. And you're gonna be great. You're listening to We're in Scene Bears, the podcast. <laughs> Oh my god, I'm so sick of talking about that show. I feel like every week we just say the same four fucking people's names. So, you know, we, we were talking about earlier in the episode about Republicans and not valuing the LGBT community except right. for, you know, their the fact that they are part of the gay community and they can be their token. Absolutely. Like, look at our, look, we care. You grew up in a, in a very Christian household. I did. And I don't want to take away from what you're probably going to discuss when I ask you this, this question, but, you know, I know you went to a Catholic all-boys school mm-hmm. and your dad is very like, Jesus Christ, amen. And not even just my dad, my fam- my the vast majority of my family as a whole. What was that like as somebody par- who's part of the LGBT community who kind of had to like hide and suppress the fact that they were? It was a very weird experience for me growing up because it was like, you're always told this is wrong. This is not okay. This is not who you're expected to be. This is not the family unit. This is not the experience that we are expecting for you as a whole. You know, it was a weird experience growing up because it was like, you know, you're so preached about what's unacceptable or what's wrong or what's not okay like having like having like a like in high school going to an all boys catholic high school and having a, mor- a morality class where you focus on like the catechism of the catholic church and like what they like what they expect and what they you know believe in it was weird because the teacher that i always got along with the most was my high school religion teacher and i think that he saw that like struggling youth like inside of me yeah that like you know needed that outlet or like needed that friend or like needed that voice i think that he recognized something in me before i recognized it in myself that like I was someone who was struggling with my identity and struggling with coming to terms with that experience and that gay experience in life and was there to be, I don't want to be like dramatic, but like a beacon of light or like to be like somebody that like, I understand that you're struggling with this and it'll be okay. And the hardest part about coming out, like the hardest part about growing up in that experience or growing up in like that, that like repressive, like Catholic like mindset or that like like in that church atmosphere was not telling my parents it was telling my grandparents really yeah because my grandparents found out via Facebook so I had posted a picture of my ex-boyfriend Brock and it was just like this whole like dramatic write up of like I love you so much like I don't like it was right 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 when I, I was having a falling out with my parents because I was doing drugs and whatever and like all this stupid shit because you know when you struggle with mental health and you struggle with like coming to terms with who you are as a, like as a young adult you know you do stupid shit it was like at a really like low point in my life so I posted this like whole fucking like soapbox Pontification moment on my Facebook and some random relative that likes to run her mouth saw it and picked up the phone and called my grandmother and called my uncle and my uncle was funny because he was so my uncle's best friend is gay so my uncle was pissed off not pissed off that I was gay pissed off that I didn't tell him first I was like mad that like <laughs> like and I'm super close to my uncle my uncle's like one of my favorite people in the entire world I was like, gonna say it makes sense because every time your uncle's in Florida he's like he gives hey me sh- I'm here come and eat with me or right like, hey, yeah faggot come and yeah. right right like my uncle's one of my like my favorite people in the entire world he's so fucking great my aunt and my uncle are like fantastic and I'm like so happy they're in my life it was weird because like he was mad that I 
I wasn't that I didn't tell him first. And he's like, "Fuck you! Like you've been close to me your whole life. You're not gonna tell me a little piss pot." Like, but my grandparents, <laughs> were, right? Like, I, no, I've never been called a cum bucket by anybody that's I've not had sex with. My grandparents found out, and it was like this: like, how could you do this to us after everything we've done for you? Like, what is like you're gonna go to hell? Like that whole like fucking like dramatic whole, like Degrassi like the whole Christian soap the whole Christian soapbox like yeah. the soap opera like. This is what's going to become a you moment. And it was just like, I was like so over it. And I'm super close. Like, I'm super, super close to my grandparents. So like not talking to my grandmother for a year was like fucking like traumatizing. Like took many years of therapy to well, like yeah, I know, because, now. Like, You make it a point at least once or twice a week now. You see how I tell to, much I talk to, to my grandmother. To call your grandmother and just sit there and talk with her and, and just kind of shoot the shit. And, Chris has been in know, the car with me many a times where I like talk to my grandmother. Over review, <laughs> review what, you know, both you and your grandmother talk about 90% of the time because Michael's an 80 year old woman. I watch soap operas. about soap operas and like he calls his grandmother Babs and not to her face. No, not to her face, but now she knows if she listens to this. Calls Babs and they sit there and since Michael's been so busy with like the podcast and work and and you know being our the assistant on uh, a bunch of projects we're doing right now, he doesn't have time to sit down and watch us all bobbers. Because they're on five days a week. So Babs will just give him like the quick synopsis of well, this is what happened this week. I love it. It's so cute. Like I get my little fucking bold and the beautiful update from my grandmother. She's like, this show is so stupid. I don't know why I watch it. I don't it's just garbage. But did you see Thomas is in love with a mannequin and also killed Vinny with his car and I'm like okay so stupid but like what was it like because like I have like the Christian like the Christian aspect or like what was it like growing up for you as someone who grew up like inside the Jewish faith well in the Jewish faith it's kind of weird because you know unlike the um the Christian religion or like anybody who believes in the Bible and the New Testament and stuff like that you know it states clear as day in the Bible thou shalt not lie with man as if it was woman right and it's basically like hey it is spelt out. Don't butt fuck. Don't butt fuck. And like sodomy is a sin and, and all this other stuff. Um, but you know, in, in the Torah, which is the, the Old Testament, which is what, you know, the Christian religion and, and everything. Right, right, right. Like we all, it's that, all based from. Yeah, it's based on them. It states the following. Sexual relationship between men are clearly forbidden by the Torah, um, section 1822. Such acts are condemned in the strongest possible term as a sin. The only other sexual sin that's described as strong as this is remarrying a woman who has been divorced. Ooh. So if you get divorced in the Jewish religion, um, guess what you're punishable by? Death. So being gay in the religion... It's not as bad as getting divorced. It's not... No, it's just as bad as being divorced. Oh, just as bad as getting divorced. As, as being a gay individual in the Jewish religion is just as bad as being divorced, committing adultery, or committing incest, which is all punishable by death. And, you know, it's also kind of weird in the Jewish religion because the act of homosexuality is what is condemned and, like, punishable by death, but being gay in the Jewish religion is okay. That's the same, that's the same in the Catholic Church. So... The Pope has come out to say it's not wrong to be gay, but it's wrong to act on your homosexuality. But we won't marry you because that's a sin. Correct. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> um, yeah, in the Jewish religion, it's the same thing. You know, Judaism focuses more on the person's act and that the desire that as long as you don't act upon it, you are okay. You can be a butt fucker. You just can't fuck the butts. Exactly. Like, you can do everything that is associated with being homosexual in the Jewish religion except the... The fornication part of it. I like quite enjoy the word fornication. But basically, in, in in my world, you know, in the CJ world, being gay in the Jewish religion really wasn't a big deal because I really never was a practicing Jew. You were Jew. I was Jew-ish. Ish. Um, you know, my mother is is a is Jewish. She was born. Uh, she was raised Jewish because my mom's adopted, so she wasn't necessarily born Jewish. But she was raised Jewish by my grandparents. You know, she went through the whole bat mitzvah thing. She did 
very my grandparents were very involved in the Jewish religion. Since my mom was adopted, my grandparents raised her to be Jewish. They weren't necessarily Orthodox Jews, which are the ones that fully believe in the Torah and, you know, observe the Sabbath. And you'll probably see them if you ever go to Brooklyn. They're the ones with the Jerry curls on the side. They always have a... a and they're like the ones that like take milk baths and all that like super... Yeah, like, like super, they like, always have something covering stuff. their heads. Women always have a skirt on. Men always have long pants on. And they always have their prayer shawls on. They live all in the same community, which if you have never been to an Orthodox Jewish I community, um, picture the Amish, but with cars. That is the best way to describe Orthodox Jews. One of my best friends, like my like lifelong best friends, Brina, uh, has an Orthodox Jewish cousin. She's Jewish, but she, she's an Orthodox yeah. Jewish cousin. We got to go to like one of their, I don't want to say events, but like one of their like yeah. family events. Gatherings. One of their, yeah, gatherings. One of their gatherings. And it was quite the eye-opening experience because I had never seen yeah. the Jewish faith in that light before. So in Brooklyn, um, there's like, I want to say like 10 or 15 blocks of, it's just all Orthodox. It's Orthodox stores and clothing and all this kind of stuff. Around the perimeter of this area is a telephone wire that basically states this is the or like it's it's there you actually have to look for it but it shows the orthodox jews we are now leaving what is considered the kosher area uh, anything outside of this can be perceived as not kosher right um but growing up in in that in that fundamental i never really worried about coming out as gay because i didn't really think of these things being in that community because my grandparents were so accepting of everything. You like, didn't feel oppressed. No, like my older brother has a tattoo and in the Jewish religion, if you get a tattoo, it is highly frowned upon because of everything that happened to the Holocaust with tattooing numbers. Uh, if you get a tattoo in the Jewish religion, you can't be buried in a Jewish cemetery because you're decimating your body and it's holy. And your body is a temple, right? Yeah. My body is a wonderland, actually. Thank you, John Mary. <laughs> and when he got a tattoo, he had covered it up for a very long time every time we went to go see my grandparents because of the repercussions of having one. Uh, and then they found out he had one and they could give two shits about it. You know, and then my mom got a divorce from my older brother's father. Okay. And she wasn't shunned and everything was cool and, right. cool and kosher and everything was good. So I never really had this fear. You didn't have to worry. I didn't have the fear of coming out and all this other stuff. And then, you know, fast forward a couple of years and, and all this stuff to the point when I came out of the closet to my mom, my dad my brothers and right. you know, everybody in my immediate circle of friends and then somehow my grandmother found out when I was posting stuff on my social with me and my ex-boyfriend and I didn't realize that like my cousins were seeing it and all right. this other stuff so my grandmother found out that I was gay via like through the grapevine kind of shit kind of like mine did through, yeah. through a relative or something and basically disowned me wrote me out of her million dollar will like completely just told me what I was doing was wrong and it kind of like affected me a lot because she found out after my grandfather had passed away and one of my like I don't believe in regrets in life and I don't believe in looking back almost. looking back I feel like everything we do builds us as a person and pushes us forward to be better people and that if we live life in regret we're always kind of like holding on to the what ifs instead of like the what will be and one of my my only regrets in life to this day that I will always always regret is not telling my my grandfather to his face that i was gay and i've told my grandmother since then that yes this is the lifestyle that i've chosen and this is the lifestyle that i'm going to live the rest of my life as. right and she's okay with it she's accepted it we have moved forward from it 
but it are you, took a are long you back time. in the well what are you back in the well i'm back in the well now perfect. because i basically i'm her favorite grandson i'm the favorite perfect. grand everything because i'm the only because you're so grand not even that like i've moved past where i was and have built a better life for myself and have done more with what i've been given in life than most of my oh family. absolutely and it's nothing against my family but i just couldn't see myself living that life exactly and that i always wanted to keep doing bigger and better things which i have been fortunate enough to do simply because of the drive that i have to do them oh absolutely and you are one of the most driven people that i know so she wrote me back in her will and everything's been hunky-dory since then you know uh ginger has met my grandmother and thinks she's the funniest fucking thing in, in in the world so i have i have this on and off relationship with my grandmother and it's not because of me being gay it's just because i'm like the worst person to ever get a hold of on the phone because i talking on the phone. Yeah, I know. And all my grandmother does is talk on the phone. I haven't forbid you don't answer CJ's calls. It's the end of the world. No! Yes. Because when I call you, there's a reason I'm calling you. That's very Because fair. you know I hate talking on the phone. So if I'm calling you, fucking answer your phone because obviously it's either super important that I tell you over the phone. Or you, or, just, you just miss them. Or, not even that. Or... <laughs> It's one of those things that, like, if I text it to you, I know you're not going to look at your phone fucking right away. Right. And it needs to be done now. So, but growing up in the Jewish religion as a homosexual, for me, I can't talk for others because I know others have different journeys. It really wasn't that, like, dramatic. I was never, like, told I was going to go to hell. Right. Like, any of that kind of stuff. It was just kind of like, oh, you're gay? I'm writing you out of my right. Okay, have a good day. Basically, which affected me even more than anything because... That's the money says. Oh, mama. It's a lot of money. And uh, that's... I love my grandmother. She is the bougiest bitch I've ever met. I love it, though. Ah, do you know what time it is? It's your favorite time. Michael, bear with me for a moment. Yes, CJ, bear with us. Um, don't act all surprised when I stop talking to you when you bring up Drag Race. Uh, I am not your go-to for information that I have no idea about. I do not know win- who wins season 13. I do not know who's on Canada season two. I do not know who's on the United Kingdom season three. Um, I do not know any information that you don't already know. I will not give you Michelle Visage's phone number. I will not communicate a, a text message, an email, or a private message to RuPaul. They are my friends. I love my sisters. I love the people that I have gotten close to via the life that I have been blessed enough to be a part of. I am not your communication to these people. They are friends. They are family. If you would like to reach out to any of them, send them a DM if they respond to you. Great. If they don't, well, too goddamn bad. <laughs> Speaking of friends and family, you can keep messaging me and texting me all you want about fucking me, hooking up, sending nudes. But at the end of the day, when I repeatedly asked you and told you, no, we're not having sex and asked you politely to stop sending me pictures of your dick which is not that nice in the grand scheme of life i'm not interested and what you keep on doing is disgusting you say you're my friend in air quotes but all you ever do is want to fuck me and go on your way and treat all of your friends like they're disposable it's disgusting and i don't like you boom roasted usually spit roasted I can't be mad that I can't like have like a whole moment where I'm mad about someone sending me nudes and then make a joke about him spit roasting me. So right, uh, um, well, clearly we know about. I'm talking about one specific person now. If I just said him, yeah, which is fine, but it's not going to be a her. Who the fuck else? You ain't gonna fuck no girl. No girls are trying to fuck you. So obviously you don't know dude. that I am desirable by the women. It's obviously a dude, Michelle. I had a girl attempt to give you a blowjob one time. Attempted? What? She just stopped. I told her no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want those lady lips. That's the, uh, neither set. Um, <laughs> Michael, it's been a, a wonderful week here in LA, and we still have a couple more. We have uh, like five more days left. Yeah. So we're going to make the most of it. Uh, don't forget, if you head over to our social medias, Queen Steam Bears, the podcast, if you like the page, if you friend us, 
Uh, you are entered to win a $20 Amazon gift card still. Bow, 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 bow. Uh, that'll go through until the 17th of April, and then we will be picking a winner, and we will talk about it on the April 20th episode of the Queer and Steen Bears the podcast. Don't forget, also, you can check out us every Friday when we do Queer and Steen Bears live on Twitch and on Facebook. It'll be on CJ's Facebook, on the Queer and Steen Bears Facebook, as well as Twitch. Yeah, so uh, go ahead and... Go on to Twitch, search Queerenstein Bears for the podcast, and follow and like that page as well. We'll be doing some giveaways on there. We'll be doing some video game content. We'll be doing some challenge videos. Uh, this week, don't ask me what we're doing because we, we have, still have no we idea. We still haven't figured it out yet. Um, but it's always fun. You know, the last two weeks we kind of sat there and just bullshitted a little bit. Uh, the, the stuff we did in LA was a lot of fun. So make sure you go back. We'll keep them up on our uh, Facebook page for about three or four days after the actual Right, live so if you don't get a chance to watch it, you can um, kind of dive you can in. You kind of watch it and, and interact with us. And this all week we're going to be live from the Orpheum Theater. We will be live from the Orpheum Theater. <laughs> with the Adjacent <laughs> to the Orpheum Theater is, is what Michael meant to say. You'll see in the background. It'll be pretty and beautiful. But you can also follow me, CJ, at the C-E-E underscore J-A-Y across all social platforms. Including don't, OnlyFans. Don't find me on Facebook because I'm at the Mac, so I can't accept your friend request. But send me a message or anything on Facebook, on uh, Instagram, or on Twitter. Um, you can also, like Michael said, you can find me on OnlyFans at the same exact address. So find me, subscribe. Um, you can see me naked. Give him your eight dollars. Give me your eight ninety nine. Um, but can, it's a lot of fun. Um, but that's where you can find me. Michael, where they can find you? They can find me at Mike Burlow on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Also, don't add me on Facebook because I'm not accepting you to my Facebook. <laughs> until next Tuesday. No, I'm not asking. Oh, no, I thought you meant like it until next Tuesday. No, I'm not accepting anybody. <laughs> we'll put it this way. I will accept anybody on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. I will not. I will accept anybody on Instagram and Twitter. I will not accept you on my Facebook. Facebook. Yeah. I deleted my old Facebook where I accepted it, everybody, and I had 5,000 friends and was at the masks. Michael, I I had fun today. Did you? I did. Did you have big fun? I did. Did you great? Did you suck up each of those awesomeness and drink awesome shooters with all your friends? I don't get the reference. It's Mean Girls. Um, um, Are you going to sing your closing song? Now it's time to say goodbye to all our company. Michael here. CJ there. Goodbye. Stop the podcast. Bye. Bye. Experiencing Bears the Podcast. <laughs>